Um, you know, why would God be, of all things, of the creator of, of everything, why would God pick being a human, a feeble, sickly, ego-stricken being <laughs> as its final form? Um, but I think God created people to experience what it's like to have flesh, to to love through a body, to wrestle with ego, to see if it could escape the fear that we have every day. Um, that's God to me. It's, uh, he's a force of nature. He is nature. Um, but yeah, it's and it's a beautiful thing to experience God when you do. Um, and I hope people that listening that haven't um, go searching for it or if they feel inspiration, that's a touch of the divine. You're listening to Soul Searchers, the podcast. My name is Abigail, and I'm joined with two of my business besties, Tyler and Trish. And together, we make up a trio of 20-somethings looking to dive deep and explore some of life's big topics. Like, what is the purpose of life? Why am I here? And how can I truly trust? And not so big topics like, how can I win at adulting? Is college worth it? And what is your Enneagram type and does it really matter? So whether you're looking for answers to life's biggest questions, or you're just really curious to find out what we think the soul looks like, then sit back, relax, and join us as we do a little bit of soul searching today. Great. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are talking about spirituality, kind of the big, broad concept of how each of us maybe define spirituality, what spirituality looks like for us. And like always, this conversation will be fluid and we'll see where it goes. And I'm just so excited to chat about this topic with each of you. I have to say, personally, spirituality is something that I've always felt as a part of me, but until recently didn't know how to define. And I definitely don't think I can define it for myself in like one quick, swift sentence. I think it's going to take this whole episode or maybe more. (laughs) So I'm, I'm excited. I would love to hear from each of you, Abigail, and then Tyler, maybe your initial thoughts on spirituality. It's my favorite topic to talk about. Um, if we could do like a five hour podcast, I'd absolutely do it, but we got to break it up for the listeners. Um, yeah, you know, it's such a, like you said, it's such a broad topic to define. Um, however, I have a really great quote that kind of sums up spirituality to me and it's the individual recognizing the universal as beautiful as it is. I cannot take credit for it. Um, I heard a spiritual philosopher, John Butler, say that in an interview when he was answering a question, what is the meaning of the individual in this world? And I wanted to check its validity to my own spiritual journey and how I've connected divinely. And it rings very true. It's a a feeling of being recognized beyond the self as God sees me, not for what I am through human eyes, but for what I am, period. Um, You know, spirituality has given me great awareness in the last several years that I could never fully explain to someone unless they, you know, went through their own spiritual experience. Um, but this is the closest I can come to defining spirituality. I, first of all, I really love that quote. Um, it had my head immediately spinning, which means it's going to be a fantastic episode. (laughs) And, um, we're all going to be clearing our throats today because all three of the co-hosts are a little bit sick. Um, so I, I just cleared my throat and I had to throw that out there. Anyway, um, spirituality, 
you know, for me, spirituality is not something that actually really became a part of my life until recently. And I would say probably, probably within the last like five years or so, um, I grew up, so I grew up Catholic and I grew up, you know, religiously, and I can't wait to talk about the difference between religion and spirituality, but like, you know, so I, you know, I always thought, you know, I always thought like words like God and, you know, all of these kind of things were all, uh, just extensions of religion. And I never understood actually like the meaning of God or what that meant to me, um, until I got a little bit old, older and until I really started to kind of go out and explore on my own. And I think, I think for me, when I, when I think of spirituality and I love that it's like that connection to the universe or that connection to the higher power. Um, I think for me, it's that realization that I am so much more than just myself. I am so much more than just a body and, and, you know, just a mass. And like, it really, like when I connect to the spirit, I really feel unlimited. And I feel like I have the capabilities to do whatever I want. And like, it's beyond even like my, my wildest imagination. And, you know, so I think, I think for me, it comes down to like strength and a belief in myself and really knowing that like, I am just more than a body. And there is so much more to this life than just getting up and living. And like, you know, there was a lot there. So I'm going to pass that off to whomever. Yeah, I love I love where this discussion has already gone so far and we've just begun. Um, I would have to agree with you both. I do love that quote, Abigail, just to kind of say that again, the individual recognizing the universal um, and to kind of go off of what you just said, Tyler, I guess, bridging those two, the best way I would describe it for myself is kind of like the interconnected with interconnectedness that I have with things around me or like this other part of myself. Like we had mentioned before the true spirit that, um, or the soul inside of us, that's kind of separate from our ego, which is so humanized and so like affected by our culture and society. I feel like it's when I step out of that and I'm more connected to my soul and when I'm connected to like the universe as a whole, or I, I believe in, I feel something bigger than just myself. And, um, I do think that spirituality can be infused with religion, but it also is kind of a separate concept. I too, uh, was raised Catholic. So that's interesting, Tyler. Um, but I actually think like so many like white people who grew up where we're like around where we grew up, like Middle East, East Coast um, or Midwest, East Coast. I Middle think. East Coast. Sorry. <laughs> that just killed me. <laughs> so, yes, as a second disclaimer, we are all a bit sick. So I'm a bit foggy brain today, which is kind of a funny place to be when discussing spirituality. But um, I guess I'm curious, Abby, where 
what is sticking out to you about what we've spoke about so far? It's funny because you guys both talked on like spirituality, bringing you out of the self or making you feel like you're more than what you are. Uh, I actually wrote down in my notes, I don't know why I did this, a transcendence beyond the self through recognizing the self, um, which is how I feel too. You know, I was not raised Catholic. I was, um, my family is Christian, um, but I, we didn't really go to church. So it was kind of more or less up to me, which it should be for everybody to define what you believe, as long as it's not hurting other people. That's kind of my motto is, you know, believe what you believe as long as you're not hurting others or judging others really. Um, which is a, you know, a tenant of Christianity is to not judge. But as I, you know, I start about 16, I started reading, you know, spiritual books. It really showed me like the the core thing is about transcendence of the self. Um, and one of the biggest lessons I ever learned in a my hardest spiritual lesson is that I was much more than I thought I was. I was much, I was much better. I could be much better. I was much bigger than myself. I had much more willpower um, to uh, create my life. And it is a transcendence beyond the self, but it's like, you, you have to recognize yourself first. You have to recognize that power within you before you transcend it, before you transcend that ego. Um, And it just, it's such a, it's such a hard process to step up to the plate and say, what are my weaknesses? What are the things that I've done that are false or, you know, you know, how have I let myself down? But going beyond that, you think, well, now I know my weaknesses. So now I know my strength. Now I know where I can succeed. Um, and that's just, that's just what came up for me in terms of like the going beyond the self. Cause yeah, I had that same thought, you know, it, for me, which was one of the questions I was going to ask you guys is what, how do you connect a soul or spirit or God or however, you know, whatever name you want to use. Um, Cause it doesn't really matter. It's all the same thing. Um, how do you connect to soul? And one of my practices is, you know, stepping out of the expectations people have for me or or stepping into nature, because that's where I find myself, even when I'm connecting with something beyond myself. Um, Tyler, how do you connect to your soul? Well, that's a, that's a really great question. And, you know, I, I really connect with myself again, like you were just saying in nature, Um, I love taking hikes. I love, you know, feeling the earth and breathing in the air and watching the clouds and, you know, all of these kind of things. And it, and it really is like, for me, for me, I, I really, I really connect with spirit. I think when I look at clouds and sunsets and, you know, and I always see people post the most gorgeous like sunsets and they're like, you know, God really painted the sky so beautifully tonight. And I'm always reminded, you know, just like of the connectiveness that we all have. And I'm reminded of just how much is out there and I don't know it's like it's like there's that there's like for me it's like 
it's like when I feel that that infinite possibility, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And when I look at the sky and I see the the sunset and the clouds and the color, like it, I'm always reminded of that infinite feeling. Um, and I get that way in nature. And then I get that way when I'm meditating and I'm completely like alone and totally with myself, but you know, in a deep meditation, you go beyond yourself. And so I think it's those moments when we go beyond ourselves, whether that be, you know, like connecting with nature or, you know, really getting super present with yourself or whatever. But I think it's when we're able to go beyond ourselves. Um, And I love that, you know, part, part of connecting with spirit, like what Abigail was saying, is being able to transcend. And I think it's, it's this idea of transcendence, like going beyond that really, um, that really speaks to me. Yeah. I think to just completely agree with you both there, I find that I am able to kind of transcend, um, and really feel like into my spirit and feel that interconnectedness, that feeling of something bigger than just myself, or even be able to explore those bigger, deeper questions that you were touching on earlier, Abby, like, okay, my, my faults, what's happening. Like when I'm able to really kind of navigate life's biggest challenge from biggest challenges from a spiritual lens, it's oftentimes in nature. I think I realized as a kid, I camped a lot with my family. That's what we did rather than a lot of other travel. And I think as an adult, I was like, maybe that's why I loved camping so much. I felt spiritual, more spiritual than when I was in church. (laughs) Um, And so it's a walk in nature. It's sometimes just seeing nature. Um, But I think it's also just doing certain things that I enjoy, where again, I feel like I'm disconnected from my ego and more connected to my spirit. So it's sometimes when I'm listening to music and I feel like I'm really feeling and hearing the message from like a different perspective and it's hitting me a different way, or I'm in conversation with someone and I feel like so present and also it like gives me hope and it gives me faith and it like gives me this feeling of like, okay, I feel like God is maybe even in this conversation a little bit. Um, And those are just a couple examples, but I think for the longest time, I was like, I don't know if I'm a spiritual person. And when I started to become cognizant of these things, I realized that I'm spiritual a lot more times throughout my day. And I am just a spiritual person overall. So I can kind of tap into spirituality and feel my spirituality, even just when I'm doing something that I really enjoy, um, that just, yeah, kind of, helps me transcend past the ego and life's bigger problems to like a state of like being more trusting and more open. Um, and sometimes that is meditation as well, or, or journaling or something like that. I like that you touched on feeling because a spiritual experience is so wordless. Um, you know, with religion, there's so many books and so many laws and so many, you know, uh, rules or, you know, whatever they're called. Um, and with spirituality, because it's so undefined, there's often 
when you try to describe it to somebody, it's so hard to describe. Like I'm, as you guys are talking, I'm trying to figure out, well, somebody that's listening that hasn't, isn't spiritual or hasn't had a spiritual experience, how, how could we describe that to them to help them recognize it if it, you know, if and when that happens to them, if it's, if that is their, their path in this life, because some people that maybe that's not their path. That's not for me to decide. Um, and one of the things that helped me kind of connect to my, my soul is just anytime I honored or expressed or realized something about myself, um, you know, I love illustrating. That's one of the things I've done since I was a kid. That was something no one pushed on me. Um, I just kind of, that's, I flowed to that. I was called to that really. I like to use the word called because it feels as if it was a divine connection that brought me and that practice together. Um, and, and for, you know, almost 26 years now, I'm still doing it. Um, and it makes me feel more of myself. Um, and I feel like when we, when we find things out about ourselves and express them and honor them, we get a glimpse of spiritual fulfillment. Um, and it's like that feeling of recognizing God within us. So like also transcending the self to see God and then also feeling God within you. Um, those are like, you know, examples of God's presence and power, such as like free will, uh, acceptance and consciousness, or, you know, another word for that is awareness because we see those, those being played out in the universe and nature, you know, everything that dies is reborn. Everything that grows needs watered. It needs care. Um, those are huge, uh, lessons we can learn from, from going beyond the self and trying to find answers within ourselves. Um, that's another thing, but anyways, yeah, I, I think just going for what you're passionate for, you find God in those, those spaces you create for yourself, those actions you do for yourself. Well, and I, I like the way you're describing God and I'm going to be completely honest here and say that for the longest time growing up in, you know, going to Catholic school and well, not Catholic school, but catechism, you know, Sunday school kind of stuff, you know, they would always talk about God and they would always personify him. And I'm dead serious. Like for the longest time in my life, I thought God was this man and I could not wrap my head around like God or like it just like none of it made sense to me until I tapped into spirituality. And I think that was a huge moment for me was like separating myself from like the religious, you know, teachings and principles and, you know, understanding that, that like I, as an individual, I get to decide how I, uh, you know, how I describe and define God and like, what is God? And so, you know, I want to ask you to, cause I mean, we're already thick and deep into this conversation. Like, what is your definition of God? That's a great question because I think it's one that I have grappled with. I think Abigail has 
um, seems to have maybe like a better understanding or something she's connected with. But yeah, like growing up, I literally thought and saw, and, and I guess to be completely honest, there's a part of me that still sees God this way. And I see it as like other people think of God this way. And maybe that's how it is for them. And I I can respect no matter how anyone sees it. But I think I'm say, as I'm speaking this, it's like maybe part of me still believes there's like this God and then the God that I actually maybe believe in more. <laughs> so I guess I kind of see God as like synonymous with the word we've been using spirit, which I see as this like force or this, yeah, this force, not necessarily a, a person or an entity, um, but this force that kind of like connects people, this force that delights us in many ways and brings us towards our purpose, but also helps us maybe helps us make meaning out of things because as humans, it is hard, even with like our crazy logical brain, God spirit is something that when we connect with our own spirituality, it's like, okay, maybe this is God. This is the universe helping me see the bigger picture here helping me again, that word, like transcend beyond just my experience right now. Like what, what does this mean for the bigger picture? What does this mean for my future? Um, how can I cope with this as one single human here on earth through, I think a lot of times people use the word like through the eyes of God or through the lens of God. And I think again, it's just seeing the big universal picture of the purpose of things and finding the lessons or finding the ways that we can still stay, stay grounded and grateful and peaceful, even in those moments. So I think some people connect with God through prayer. Sometimes it's just these other things that we said have helped make us spiritual. That's when I would say, oh, I'm feeling spiritual now and I'm feeling closer to God. The other definition is I think this person, well, I guess I don't have to quite go there yet, but I think part of me still has this other view, if that makes sense, that I don't necessarily personally connect with much anymore. Um, but I recognize it could be that way for other people. So anyway, that's my definition or my thought of God. This is such a big question and it's kind of scary because nobody asks this question. <laughs> um, God. I can only answer through how I've experienced God through my life. Um, Trisha, right on the money. It, it's almost a force. Like I've seen God through numbers. I've heard God through my dad's voice. I've felt God reading poems, you know, from people that have been dead for hundreds of years. Um, I think God is what you perceive God is because he I'm so used to saying he, but it, God, the life force that flows through this universe and is this universe and is all of us, um, speaks in thousands of languages for each of us, you know, each, um, each person is inspired by different things. So God has to speak to each person in their own language, um, for him to be heard so that you know, that desire, the, the, the will to be conscious or the will to experience life as a human being 
can be fulfilled. Um, you know, one of my beliefs is that we are extensions of God. Um, so in, in other words, we're God's children, but we are extensions of God itself, um, trying to experience what it cannot experience because God is not a person. Um, you know, why would God be of all things of the creator of, of everything? Why would God pick being a human, a feeble, sickly ego stricken being <laughs> as its final form? Um, but I think God created people to experience what it's like to have flesh, to, to love through a body, to wrestle with ego, to see if it could escape the fear that we have every day. Um, that's God to me. It's, it, it, he's a force of nature. He is nature. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's a beautiful thing to experience God when you do. Um, and I hope people that listening that haven't um, go searching for it, or if they feel inspiration, that's a touch of the divine. Uh, when they see something beautiful, like you said, Tyler, like a sunset, I feel the same way. I just am like, I've seen a thousand sunsets, but my goodness, every single time it gets me and it just feels so divine. So that's my answer. I, I'm having a moment, but I always have moments when we have <laughs> these conversations. And before I dive into my thoughts, Abigail, you said that nobody asks the question, who is God? And I agree with you, but Oprah Winfrey does ask this question. And so I, I just wanted to say that I felt like Oprah Winfrey for two seconds there. And it was amazing. Um, That's that, great. That felt like a godly moment. <laughs> um, and anyway, but I love, I love um, Abigail. Well, I love, I love our conversations in general. I love what Abigail was saying about like, you know, about how it flows, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a force or, you know, I would say, I would say it's like a metaphysical, like energy or entity that flows through all of us um, and through out all of the universe and, and beyond. And it's like, it's, it's everything, you know, and as I'm, as I'm sitting here thinking about thinking about that, I was getting goosebumps thinking about knowing that, you know, we have this, this godly energy that flows through us and lives within us and is a part of us. And like, what an amazing blessing that is. And I have to say, this is, this is coming from somebody who at one time in my life, really thought I was an atheist. I really believed that there was nothing. Like, I really believed that God didn't exist because I was so, <clears throat> for me, I was like so burnt, I think, by religion and more specifically Catholicism and me coming out you know, as gay and having to go through that whole process, like I was really burnt by religion and how they a lot of times can manipulate what God truly is. And it really breaks my heart seeing that and seeing people manipulate what God is and saying that some people aren't worthy of God's love or God's energy. And 
I just want to share and take a moment to let anybody know who's listening that like you are worthy of God's energy because it's already within you. Like it's not something that has to be earned. It's not something that has to be, um, you know, it's not a reward. It's not, it's not, you know, you don't have to punish yourself or, you know, it, it's already there. You just have to ask for it. And, you know, I love that Abigail invited people to, to search out and reach out if they're looking for it. And I just wanted to extend that same offer because, you know, I'm just within the last five years, as I've grown my relationship with God, like, it's amazing to see where I was to, to where I am now in having my own definition. And I'm going to like, I'm going to encourage anybody listening to take a moment to, and not just a moment because it takes a lot of time. These are, these are big questions. Like the question of who is God, it's not asked all the time because it makes people uncomfortable and it brings up certain feelings. And, but this is the reason we have this podcast and this is why we have these conversations so that we have a platform to talk about these big topics. And I think it's important because when you experience God, you know, for the first time, it's a really beautiful thing. And so I'm going to get off my soapbox and and pass it off. But like, you know, it, it really is. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I would agree. I am also so glad that we're having this conversation. I think that was so beautifully said, Tyler. So well put. Um, I love that you shared your experience. So thank you for that. I love that you've opened the space. I encouraged others to explore this as well. Um, and I think, you know, I have a couple of thoughts, but my, I guess my, my first one is, is like, guess kind of just that first reiteration of like, I agree. I don't think God is one set of rules or one way of being. It's not something that you earn the right to be connected to. It's not something that something or someone that is even one specific way. So I think in some ways for me personally, Um, I don't think it's problematic. I think it's fine. Like you had said, Abby, it's just normal for you to like genderize like and use he and that's fine. But I think sometimes that can get confusing. It's kind of like, well, he then that means we just then see God as an object or a person. Um, And again, these are our own definitions of God. But I think these are the, the big questions But when it comes back down to it, I think it does come back to the feeling. And I think our topic today isn't necessarily God in of itself, it's spirituality. And so I guess I'm curious, you know, we we talked kind of grand scale, how we define spirituality, like when we feel it, but I'm curious, like zooming back out. Um, when did you first, do you have any examples of very specific spiritual experiences, maybe especially early on? Cause I think the way I would describe like a spiritual experience for me now differs from three years ago, differs from when I was a kid. And maybe that would help like conceptualize things for people. Um, if we talk like maybe specific experiences, if either of you are open to that or comfortable with that. Absolutely. Um, I have no fear when it comes to sharing my spiritual experiences because I hope it would, you know, 
help someone else. Um, early on, I can't say that I have a specific experience that I remember. I think just early on, which was like, I was about 15, 16, I started reading, you know, spiritual books. Um, and I was trying to grasp what the kind of structure of it was or what the, you know, concepts were of energy and life force and nature and everyone being one, um, and then being of God and then the soul and the layers of the soul and so on. Um, let me think, I guess, honestly, like if you really want a a good answer, um, I could give you a whole story. I'll I'll try to keep it as short as I can. Um, but my biggest spiritual uh, experience I've ever had was a couple years ago. And I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I've never really went into it. So, um, after college, went to college in Chicago with, with Tyler. Um, I came back home and then I found a job in Chicago. So I moved up there. Uh, I thought that's what I wanted. I was doing a graphic design job at a a large international company, uh, worked in a basement in the design department. Um, it was a really bustling store that I worked at, um, really just energetic. And I was around a lot of new people. I was in a new place. Um, I had my own you know, I had my own apartment and I had a full-time job. Great. Right. Well, okay. So, um, I was there for a little bit less than a year and things started to turn very sour. Um, nothing was going right. And not to say that life needs to be going great all the time, but there tends to be sort of a balancing of the yin and yang of, of good and bad (laughs) that happens on a daily basis. Um, and none of that was happening. It was all um, darkness. Uh, I had I got sick very often there, and no one else was getting sick. Um, I had a terrible full body rash that lasted weeks. I had to go to the hospital to figure that out. Um, that couldn't be explained. Uh, you know, sicknesses that no one else caught, who I was around daily. Um, men that I was trying to date or talk to. Uh, you know, they were very, they were not good. Um, you know, God bless them all wherever they are. But, you know, for me, they were not well, they were, you know, I guess I would talk to them for a couple of weeks and then they drop off like flies. Um, and the experience of working downstairs in a basement. And then in Chicago, of course, the sun sets about three o'clock in the winter so I would, I was in complete darkness most of the week uh, and that alone to, to the body is, is detrimental. Um, it's really ugly to not see the sun. And I didn't have any friends left. Everyone had moved. Uh, I had no family. Um, everything was really bad. Um, and I just was so sad. I mean, truly depressed, I think, honestly, um, without being diagnosed. And one day I came into work and I just sat there and I thought, this is all of my fault. And that's what I mean by, you know, deciding or figuring out what your faults are. I was like, this is all my fault. I did this to myself. I chose to move here. I chose to t- take this job. I've chosen every guy I talked to. I said, some, I, I have done this to myself. But what was most liberating is I realized my, my willpower, you know, that God's presence of being able to create your life. I realized that was within me because I said, well, if I did this to myself, I can get out of all of this. And that's exactly what I did. Um, 
in a, in about three months time, um, I left and I came home and I got a better job and I, you know, now dating a wonderful person and I'm with family and I'm reconnecting with friends and I'm making new friends. And it's just, um, it's a, it's a 360 from where I was at, but that was my biggest lesson was that I have the power to not be a victim to my own life, that everything that I had surrounded myself with was my choosing. Um, that was really my, that's been my biggest spiritual experience I've ever had in my life. Um, and, you know, I hope that rings true for anybody else that feels trapped by their environment. Um, anyways, so that's mine. Wow. Um, I love, first of all, I love that your story talks about kind of work and talks about, you know, just kind of your general life and day to day and all of the, you know, just like the day to days, because I was thinking about one of my most spiritual moments and mine is revolves around kind of the same thing of like day to day life and work and, you know, and I, and I remember like after college, I did not immediately get a job. Like it took, took me some time to, took some time for me to actually land a job. And the very first like real post-college, I don't even want to call it career because it was not a career, but first college, like post-college job I had, I was filming legal depositions um, in Chicago because I was still in the city myself. And um, I remember the first week, I remember walking into the building and going up to the office and looking around at all of the cubicles and all of the fluorescent lights and all of the grayness that was like just in our office. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is disgusting. This is absolutely trash. And like, why would anybody want to spend their whole life here? Like, who does this without going insane? And I remember like, just, I think in a blip of a moment, I just kind of, I think out of desperation, I, I asked, I said, can you like, I don't, I, at the time I didn't even know who I was asking, but I was just like, kind of out loud in my thoughts. I was like, okay, just give me a sign that, you know, there has to be something more that, that I'm seeing more, you know, than, than these people. And it was, it was the end of the first week and my manager and myself, we both left the office at the same time and we were waiting on the elevator and we're, we're, it's just the two of us. We're standing there waiting on the elevator and he looks at me and he goes, he goes, well, how does it feel to, to be looking at the rest of your life? And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, this is like what life is now. Like you, you wake up, you go to work, you go home, you come back. You, and I was like, and I like just awkwardly chuckled. And, and it was like, like, I awkwardly chuckled. I got into the elevator 
and the doors closed and I just had like a rush of energy or a rush of like my body heated up and and it was like this this energy that was flowing through me and it was like it was like no Tyler you are more there is more to there is more to life there is more to you than the cubicles and the white walls and the you know and the uncomfortable you know business ties and you know all of these kind of things and you know, I remember getting off the elevator and walking outside. It was, a, it was a cold, it was like a, I think it was like a cold, I think it was December is when I started the job, but it was cold in Chicago. I remember the cold air hitting my face and I felt alive in that cold air. And I just knew, and I looked around at the city and I, and I, and all of the buildings and the people. And I was like, yeah, there's so much more than just this kind of shitty nine to five life. And they like, there's a lot of energy here and, and I need to tap into that. And so I vowed that day, I said, I said, I'm going to find something else and I'm going to, and, and then I asked for help from the universe and tapped in, tapped into the universe. And I said, I said, just guide me and, and, and help me stay aware of what's to come. And about Two months later, I was still working at the same job and I ran like I ran into um, I ran into this court reporter and her and I were going to be stuck on a job together. And so we were talking and uh, we were waiting for the witness who ended up not showing. So we were stuck talking for two hours, waiting for a witness that never showed. And she introduced me to coaching. And she said in that moment, she goes, she goes, I see the spirit within you. And I know you, you've got a great heart and a great soul. And I think you're going to make a great coach. And I think this is the career you've been looking for. And I walked out that day and I knew that was the answer that I had asked the universe for. And, you know, I, I chewed on it for a little bit. I thought about it for a little while before I actually pulled the trigger, but you know, that was, that was the moment I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. And, and it was the most spiritual moment of my life, I would say, was just those, those two months of like, of like being faithful and staying connected and staying open and aware, uh, because I, I could have been closed minded. I could have, I could have been really bitter about the job, but I, I chose to stay open-minded and, I mean, now I'm like living my dream and it's amazing. Okay. Those are both very, very, very powerful stories. Um, and I have to say for everyone listening, um, I feel for you, Abby, and I feel for you, Tyler, your experiences after college don't have to be horror stories like them. <laughs> I think mine is a little bit different and I think I don't have concrete examples, but I guess I first want to reflect on what I'm hearing you both say. I think there's different spiritual experiences to have. And I feel like for you, Abby, it was recognizing faults and things that you wanted to be different and things that you could control. And it was this like empowerment within you that like you had you had control not only of yourself, but like the grander scheme of your life and like the trajectory of your life. And of course the same was for you, Tyler. Um, but it was kind of like in those moments of despair, like you found light and you found hope and you found, 
um, that you can do things better and greater than like maybe you even initially assume. Um, and then also Tyler, for you, I feel like I heard like, um, a couple different, like, I guess what I would say, like different types of spiritual experiences. Um, and one I think is like, kind of like realizations, right. Um, but there were a couple other ones and I, I, I don't remember them off the top of my head based on what you just said, but I think for me, you know, my time after college was different, I guess, to kind of like stay concurrent with that. I think it was also a time that I recognized I had spirituality and I think it was like, uh, things started to go really well for me. I was like, why do I, why do I feel like things started to fall in place? Like I, I have this partner in college and like, we're still together and that relationship seems to be okay. And like, this job kind of clicked in place for me and I really enjoy it. And like, I would have these spurts of like, oh my gosh, I'm like standing and I'm like teaching in front of a classroom. And that's something that I never, ever, ever thought I would do in my life, but I feel really alive. Um, I'm sitting in a meeting right now and I feel really alive. And I didn't even think that would be my path or my trajectory, or I'm like sitting there and like my boyfriend and I have been together for a while, but I remember like three or four years in being like, we've been together for a long time. Like this whole relationship is real. Like what? And I think it was this realization of like, my life is bigger than just the day to day. And I think for a long time, my spirituality felt like it faltered in my dark times because I struggled to see the same thing to be true. But I think ultimately it's been the same of like, wow, I still have so much to be grateful for. I still have so much that can be possible for me. I think a lot of times my spiritual experiences have been like just belief in all these different possibilities that like logically I couldn't make sense of, or it's more of a felt experience than anything where it's like, this just feels really interesting. It feels like there's this like spark here. And so then like another separate example that I promise will tie in is like, I had a grandpa who passed away when I was younger, who was probably the closest grandparent I had. Cause all, my, both my parents' parents passed away before I was young and years and years later, I had dreams where I swear he visited me and it would just be like, grandpa, you're here. And I would like feel it. And I'd wake up and I'd feel like I really spoke with him. And it was like, I felt like that was a spiritual moment because similar to with the career and the things I said before, it was like, oh, I actually have this felt experience that this is possible. Logically, I might not think it is, but it feels like a spiritual experience because like it literally feels like, oh, totally. That's totally possible for me to have spoken with my grandpa. It's totally possible for me to have these blessings in life. It's totally possible for me to come out of these dark times. And it's like this felt experience that it's possible, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm, I love that you are, I love the way you're describing this as a felt experience. And I think something that's kind of been universal through all of our shares is the feeling and the emotion and like the the sensations that you get and I think 
you know, again, this comes back to this comes back to something that we've talked on in a previous episode around awareness and, you know, that what it requires you to be aware, to be present and aware and in that moment. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times we're, we're easily distracted and we get so consumed in, you know, other things that we miss those opportunities to connect and to feel or to have that felt experience. And, and I love, I love how you phrase that. And I think that is truly when, when you feel most connected to spirit, I know this is kind of bringing it back to kind of that first question of like, how do you know, you know, how do you know if it's spirit or if, you know, if it's, if you're experiencing spirituality and I think the, what Trish said about it being a felt experience is a good way to kind of wrap that all up in that it is a felt experience. It's, it's being in the moment, it's being present, it's being connected to, you know, whatever emotions you're feeling in that moment, whatever's actually happening around you. Um, and it comes back to awareness. And I like, I just like, I, I kind of got a little goosebumps because it's amazing how connected everything is. And um, it's always a good reminder that everything is more connected than we, than we often think. I think you're also talking about alignment to, uh, mm. I think all of our experiences, which are not uncommon, uncommon, excuse me, to so many people's spiritual experiences where it's the small moments, it's the tiny things people say, it's the things you recognize without trying to force it, without trying to think, they just come to you. It's like you're relearning something that you've forgotten. Um, at least that's how I feel when I feel in, you know, in alignment, which the, the term alignment means that you are, you've tapped into the divine and you're now recognizing the divine in the things that you have ignored. Um, and I just, ooh, just saw oh, Tyler, like yours really got me. And of course I always get emotional when I tell my story because it just brings back all the feelings that I had, but all the bad feelings that I had. And then that awareness, the awareness, the recognition of the power that I had within myself, it was beyond any sadness I could ever feel. You know, whenever I feel like I'm in alignment, there's, there's, I'll recognize something so, so minuscule, so it like so mundane, like a flower, you know, something that someone says to me, a poem, a movie, a what have you. It, it, it's so small, but the feeling transcends any feeling I could ever have. Uh, I mean, I can't even describe it right now. <laughs> I just, it, it's wordless. Like I said, it's so, um, you feel recognized. You feel like there's more to this life than, than, than what you see. Um, because feeling doesn't need the brain. Um, feeling is within your body. It is, is the soul reaching out and saying, Hey, this is, you know, God's talking to you. You're being called upon right now in this moment. And that's what alignment is, is just being in alignment with the soul who is constantly trying to speak to you through languages you can understand. 
Um, so thank you both for sharing those because I love talking about spiritual experiences. Not that I often do because um, people don't, um, but it just, it, it's inspiration. It's beyond inspiration um, that we know, we've come to know because it doesn't, it empowers you to do things, but more than that, it just makes you feel good within yourself, period. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I don't know about you all, but I feel like that put a beautiful bow on this conversation for now. We will certainly continue to touch on spirituality and, and continue to dive deep into bigger questions, um, or, or even just, you know, certain aspects of this. I think like one thing I want to say about what you just said, Abby, is like, there are different spiritual experiences. And I think one of the lessons from today is like, there is not one specific way to define this or, um, encapsulate it. And this isn't necessarily meant to be a spiritual teaching, but something that is like, just to, you know, provoke thoughts and hopefully some exploration in yourself. And I think for me, if I had to put a final, you know, way of defining spirituality, it is like that exploration of, um, experiences bigger than myself and exploring it so that I can feel it and that I can actually experience belief or trust or gratitude. Um, and it's just kind of being open to those experiences and those possibilities that maybe I didn't think were possible before. So that is my, my definition. I would love to hear from you both as we round out. Do you have any final thoughts or, or things that you want to say in spirituality, Tyler? I would say as I'm sitting here listening and absorbing everything, I think I would say it's all about openness and it's, it's our, it's, it's giving ourselves permission to be open and to be aware and then to also surrender, which is something we didn't even talk about. And my God, I could go on for probably days about the power of surrendering. Um, but it is that like, it, it's going beyond ourselves and giving ourselves permission to do that, um, to find, you know, answers to the, to the bigger questions and, you know, to have that, that space to explore. And, you know, I, that's what I really appreciate about our conversations is, you know, we don't come on here to talk about, or, you know, to try to make a statement or say, you know, this is the correct way to go about this. We always come on here and we just have a conversation. And I think that that is really what I appreciate the most about this podcast is we just have a conversation. And that to me is the most powerful thing that we can do as humans is to have conversations with others. So I'm always so grateful to be here and to share this space with the two of you amazing humans. Thanks, Tyler. I feel the exact same way. Um, God told me to shut up. Um, I feel like I've said my piece. <laughs> so um, I, that's all I have to say. I've said what I feel called to say. Um, but I love this conversation. I cannot wait to continue and talk about surrender and all the, the 
juicy things that we haven't got into yet. Yeah. Wow. What a cool, what a cool little divine download that you got there. Really, really cool. Yeah. And we would love to hear from you too. What other aspects of this conversation would you like to hear about? Would you like us to explore further and maybe, you know, what are you exploring when it comes to this concept of spirituality? Is it just kind of finding it and defining it yourself? Is it the nitty gritty? I would love to, you know, hear from you all. We really would. Um, please do feel free to connect and we can't wait to be back again for another soulful conversation very soon. Thank you for listening to Soul Searchers, the podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook by searching Soul Searchers, the podcast, and on Instagram at Soul Searchers Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please help us keep the conversations flowing by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And be sure to catch us next time.